0: If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the
1: plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.
2: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. If. Only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news...
0: Welcome to Canadian
1: Politics is Boring! Hello and welcome to another episode of Canadian Politics is Boring. I am Reese Waters and with me is the uh, impenetrable Jesse Harley. Impenetrable! Nothing can penetrate this exterior of like a 1960s era bunker.
0: Yep, I'm that's how a lot of women describe me.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> covered in moss and leaky.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I can't tell you how many times I've
1: been told that's yeah. yeah,
0: Jesse, you mean the guy who's covered in moss and is leaky.
1: Yeah, right? Okay, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's, yeah. that's you on your dating profile online.
0: I've had so much coffee. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: so i am really excited to do this episode this is a really cool story
0: okay are uh, we are we, are we diving we, right are in are no, di- no small gonna, talk
1: do you want to do small talk i don't know if you've got have you got anything small happened that you'd like to talk about
0: uh i got my vaccine did you i did no that wow was, yeah it was fun. Not really. It How did sucked, it feel? Actually, it's well. It was painful. It was a needle in the arm. But like, you know, I'm glad I got it done. Oh,
1: thank God! I, I, is the it does go in the arm? That's good. <laughs> I'm don't, sure but, you can ask don't, for don't it don't anywhere you read online.
0: Like so. I, Reese, if you wanted to, like you know, hike up your your shorts and and get a jab. I don't want to hike up
1: my shorts. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> you can get jabbed anywhere you want. I'm sure, they could, like will probably oblige, but. Okay. What about in between my in between my eyes on my forehead? Oh, sweet
0: God! Okay, this is no. This is too in between.
1: Please, sir, we we do insist on the arm. If I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him if I can live stream it when it happens.
0: Can we start this again? Because we're gonna gross out so many people talking about needles in between your eyes. No, this is all going in. Anyway, are you serious? Yeah.
1: so sorry people get really freaked out about that shit <laughs> i don't i'm fine you can you can shove anything in my arm it's oh my fine. god
0: stop no this is not okay
1: i can't natala oh i got a question for you how come oh my god okay how Nutella, the chocolate spread how do you how do you say natala Nutella. you say i've why do people say new i've heard people say new because they're wrong <laughs> I thought it was a Canadian thing where they sit people sit called a new teller, despite the fact it's made of nuts and the word nut is in the name. I don't know why you would not pronounce nut Allah. I don't know why you go new teller. You don't. Why would you soften the nut? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is we're really
0: okay. That's fine. Let's, this is uh, great small talk. This, great, gonna... this is fantastic small talk. It's been okay. Should she move you on, know, on it's the really, You know it's really funny? We just we just came off of uh, recording some some ads uh, for a sponsor, and we had to really kind of watch what we said. And I feel like now Reese has bottled up all this all this kind of inappropriate inappropriate shit, and he just wants to like throw it all. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Just get it all out, man. Just
1: <sighs> feels good. Anyway. <laughs> Do you, want, do you want to talk about my cool story? It's not my cool story. There's a cool story I found that I would like to share. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's called the Cold War Hockey Battle. The what? Cold War Hockey Battle. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know the Cold War? Do you know what the Cold War was? Yeah. Good. Uh, and you know what hockey is? Yeah. Have, so have you heard of the Summit series? No. Uh, you love that i don't know shit do you this i do just I like, like, yes <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a knowledge god <laughs> so i'm not i just i have the internet um so it, it was it was an eight game hockey series between the soviet union and canada held in september 1972 well it was kind of through the summer of 1972 with the um, same like the same teams the same teams playing each other eight times: four games in Canada, four games in Soviet Union. And oh, it and was, did they
0: tie like seven freaking times or something?
1: No, no, it was it was just set out to be eight games. The idea was they tore around the both countries playing, and it was supposed to be like a uh, a, te- a proof of like who was the best at hockey, but also it was kind of like a mixture of propaganda and kind of like friendship as well in terms of like a, f- a friendly sports contest between friendship two. and propaganda, friendship With and two, propaganda. Well, the two pillars of hockey. Yeah, that's- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> friendship, propaganda and sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first competition between the Soviet national team and a Canadian team that was, uh, made up of, uh, players from the nhl and they called themselves team canada um and the idea was that the first four games would be held in canada um and the the final four would all be held in moscow and they were kind of um it, there was there, there was definite sense of nationalism so it was a lot of national pride for the canadians to want to be beat the soviet union and also for the soviet union to show how dominant they and superior their system was and their, their sports their system their, yeah yeah their system what's, of what's their, system? their ideology but was, there's a thing have you ever communism are they still communist no they weren't this is in the 70s jesse where back when they still were Right. Okay. That's what I was asking. They're not still. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, no, so they were, they were trying to prove back then, historically in the past that they, they had a better system, but they, what they did was- Through playing hockey? Through playing hockey. Just to how go, How hey, are you,
0: how are you? Okay.
1: Hold on. Imagine, imagine if you were given the opportunity to try and humiliate the world's number one hockey playing nation of Canada. Through Soviet Union. communism? No, through hockey.
0: Where does communism tie into this?
1: Well, it, it, that's the whole thing—is propaganda, isn't it? They try and prove that that they live—they're living in a utopia oh, with this I'm new getting, system.
0: I'm getting a phone call. You are
1: oh, getting a phone call. Who is it? That's not—I that's not, can't. Is it communism?
0: It's—it's it's my buddy Howie. Hi, Howie. i um, not right now, but sorry. I thought that might have been my. My my food on! Did you hungry.
1: order food while we record an
0: episode? Maybe. I'm um, yeah, I'm hungry. Okay. I want some yeah, well,
1: anyway. are you are, you are hungry because you don't, you don't even you're not even paying attention to this wonderful story. I just don't understand how communism and hockey side well, together. It doesn't. Is is them going it's two you had two sides, capitalism and communism, both trying to prove that the other was superior over over the other, and that their whole system of of how they ran their country was was better than the other. So if they could beat them at hockey, it was another little getting one over. I'm not a sports guy, just so you know. I just don't. I was just talking about ca- communism and capitalism. What part of that do you think is sports? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. Apparently they're tied together somehow. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, well, you know, it's like, it's like, look at the Olympics. Look at Jesse Owens uh, winning and, and humiliating Hitler at the, uh, the Berlin Olympics. You know, he was an African-American who beat all of the supposedly superior Nazis. I didn't know that happened, but that's neat. Yeah, so that's how sport and politics can tie together. He basically shoved two fingers up Hitler's nose when he won his gold medal. Shows those metaphorically.
0: metaphorically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's metaphorical. You can
1: show. <laughs> so there. anyway. So there was a Canadian diplomat called Gary Smith who was responsible for sport and cultural exchanges between uh, Canada and, and and the Soviet Union. Um, and they knew that the Soviets were looking for, like, a new uh, ice hockey opportunity. So he he basically met with um, the Soviet hockey boss, uh, Andrea Statovoitov. Again, this is there me. Instead of butchering French, we're going to butcher Russian this episode. Say it again. I want to hear you butcher Russian uh, as badly as possible. Andrea St- Starovotivov. Starovotivov? I'm going to say that's correct. It is. It's bang on. Anyway. (laughs) Um... So they, they really what they, they basically said they wanted to play a series with this national team against like the best Canadian players. So the, the, the top Canadian players from the NHL. They didn't want to um play anybody less than than Canada's finest. So um the Canadian ambassador uh, Robert Ford uh, passed the the information on to Ottawa and they basically started to negotiate and nail down terms for the The series.
0: ambassador for Canada's name was Rob Ford.
1: Robert Ford. Yeah.
0: Really? How many Rob what? Fords are we well, I don't know. No, I know, but still it's like a all right, that's
1: just like a weird coincidence. Please continue. Yeah, it was um he received <laughs> this Robert Ford received his BA in history and English in nineteen thirty seven from the University of Western Ontario and an MA in history from Cornell University in so nineteen forty.
0: Qu- quite clearly a dramatically different Rob Ford already. All a right. different
1: he was the, the he was the ambassador to Colombia, Yugoslavia, um United Arab Republic and the USSR. So, you know, he did a lot of ambassadoring. That's a word. That's the word. Um, So they selected uh, uh, a coach called Harry Sindel, and his job was to select Team Canada, and it was composed of uh, the NHL All-Stars. And the Soviets named 31 players, and they were all uh, basically uh, Olympic athletes who played hockey for the Soviet Union. And they were kind of a a veteran team. So the Soviet team... They, they were very few kind of like, um, inexperienced, uh, players. They were all kind of made up of very hardened Olympians who'd played lots of different competitions around the world. So it was, uh, it was, um, kind of, the, the, it was, it was serious. They were, they were gearing up. There was uh, there was a lot of emotion tied into this. Everyone had something to prove really. Okay. Um, but one of the things about the Soviet Union at this time was that they obviously the NHL, they had very modern techniques to train players at the time, um, but the Soviet Union was kind of training players in isolation. So Bobrov, who was the Soviet coach, uh, decided to give the Soviet players boxing lessons as part of the training. What? Um, Why? Why? Because they were just training differently. They 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 were kind of they weren't aware of the modern. Or the the typical North American ice hockey training, so they were just do, making it up and doing their own thing.
0: Or did they were they aware of how much Canadian hockey players like have fist fights on the ice? And they're like, oh, I don't we're know. Gonna, well, they, they we're boxing have lessons to, like, ready
1: for? Uh, maybe maybe they watched... I the think show. that's
0: probably exactly what they watch Canadian yeah. hockey. They're like, oh shit, that's that's part of the sport. They like every ten minutes, someone gets into a fist fight. So exactly. well, we're not going to let our guys lose a fist fight on the ice. Time exactly. To take
1: boxing lessons for hockey it's very very reasonable that was the case so th- they they arrived in montreal on august the 30th and they stayed in the, uh, the queen elizabeth hotel and they began uh, two two a day workouts um and they'd uh, been already they kind of acclimatized themselves to the time zone difference um That's and they yeah, so they they were training on Montreal time two weeks before arriving. So basically, they were just living in a different time zone while right. still in, in Moscow. So they were just ready. The shit on a jet lag, basically. Yeah, but. yeah. And, and going into this, everybody assumed Canada would win this very easily. I oh, they didn't. Okay, no, they did. They assumed Canada would win easily. So so like now, a lot of the top players in the NHL, are Canadians, even though a lot of the American teams, there's a you know there's a, a hugely overrepresented with Canadian players. Interesting. Um, and and the National Hockey League was you know at the time was considered to be the best uh, where the best hockey players in the world played and the best players were largely Canadians at the time too and kind of still are it's a, obviously a decades long tradition um, and the public kind of opinion of all the sports pundits and fans in North America and other countries was uh, that the Soviets would be no match for the for the best. Uh, of Canada's kind of players, even even the Soviets kind of downplayed their chances slightly. They they were kind of being coy about it. Um, and the the team Canada coach Harry Sindel basically said, "Canada is first in the world for two things: hockey and wheat. Wheat, wheat. Yeah, Canada wheat. makes a lot of wheat. I,
0: I okay, that's not. Yeah. I was going to say poutine, but sure. Yeah, wheat. We'll go. With so, that. can you guess what happened
1: next? I'm guessing Canada beat Russia. No. So no. at, at the Montreal Forum on September the second, in front of eighteen thousand fans, the Soviets beat Canada seven yes. three. Fuck off! Uh, and the yeah, and the coach Sindel, the Canadian coach, said he was basically stunned. I was stunned by their performance. Um, so so apparently the the former Montreal Canadiens coach Claude Ruel said that, uh, they were, that the Soviets' forwards were some, one of the most finely honed units he'd ever seen. They were always moving, never standing around. They head, head manned the puck as well as anybody ever has, and they always seemed to be in the right place. So basically, they blew everyone away. Whatever the training techniques they come up with, uh, they they were just incredibly impressive and just completely surprised everyone. That's insane. I bet it's the boxing,
0: right? Because when they got into fights, well, was the, the, can- the Canadians are probably just like flailing around as they do, and these Rus- Russians are now have like trained boxing, <laughs> just like crack everyone. So was like, all the Canadians are skating around with mild concussions. Exactly. Oh, oh. my 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 McDonald's. Is, Did is your food it. arrive? Yeah, I'm gonna go get it. Oh Hold my on. god! You can just sit so, here with your
1: own thoughts. Sorry, listeners. Well, anyway, I'm having a great time so far. I mean, who expected that? Who expected the? Uh, the soviet union to to beat canada but um apparently as well that uh, team canada accidentally snubbed the soviets by returning to the dressing room without shaking hands with them after the game um and in the ussr the team was celebrated into the early hours uh, and lots of people in in uh, in the ussr had to take work off the next day because i imagine they consumed uh, huge amounts of um uh, of vodka and other beverages to celebrate. Uh, I think the sounds like Jesse just fell over and landed on his on his fast food. Hopefully, and is all over his chest and in his face. All right, Are you there. Yeah, did you get your McDonald's? Uh, yes, I
0: did. And I, I I wish I were making this up, but um, I I ordered um, I ordered some cookies and a milkshake as well as some other food, and I got a handwritten note. Saying ice cream or milkshake machine not working, and no cookies with a bag full of cash. Not full of cash, but a bag of cash. Just they a bag of cash. They just give me my money back. They just give me my money back in cash in a bag. So I'm like, oh, nice. that's not how this usually works. But okay. <laughs> you know, you know what this. You know what this hockey episode reminds me of, Reese. Um, adverts? Yep, advertisements.
1: It's the middle of the episode. Time for an ad! Yay! Do you want, do you want to learn more about this wonderful event in history that involves sport and politics in a seamless <laughs> blend of storytelling?
0: I can't tell you how much I... You already know how much I don't like politics. I like sports just about as much. So this yeah, is this, just an enthralling episode
1: for me. This isn't this, but this isn't about this. Isn't about politics. Or this this isn't
0: is, it about you, Jesse?
1: Yeah, and it's not about you. It's, this is about like this is two, alter, two alternative ideologies and way of ways of existing battling on on the on the ice. I still don't fuck. I still don't understand how. how well, anyway, anyway, and, and and hockey and communism.
0: Just the going. second
1: game was played at the Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto. <laughs> just on ignore September 4th. Jesse. Yeah. Just ignore everything he's saying. Just keep going. <laughs> so just, um, yeah. <laughs> the second game, Canada won. So that's one to 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 the Soviet Union. One to what, Canada. What was the score? Uh, Four-one to Canada. So All right. the, the Soviet coaches blamed the loss on the referees. They said the American referees Frank Larson and Steve Dowling let the Canadians get away with everything. Um, <laughs> and the head of the USSR hockey federation uh, basically charged the door of the officials dressing room and kicked chairs over in protest Jesus. so uh, this yeah. is supposed to be a series of friendly games yeah, but is, is the pressure on them from like two? It's two. The expectations of two different countries are on these people to to win and prove that they're the, the best they, at this sport.
0: So, like, they were getting angry letters from the king of communism.
1: Well, yeah, that, and, and and this is it. Is so, that
0: what they had? Was the king? Well, not the king of the, communism. Yeah, no? okay. Doctor Communism, Doctor Professor, Doctor Com- Professor
1: Communism. Yeah, Lord. Um, Dr. Lord, Professor, Doc, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. That's- so uh, game three was played in the Winnipeg Arena on September the 6th and ended up in a 4-4 tie right at the end. Oh, okay. Um, so- That must have really pleased Dr. Professor, Lord, King exactly. Communism. Well, yeah, so so now it was, it was, they both won a game and now they've drawn. Um, and then game four was played in Vancouver at the Pacific Coliseum um, and the USSR beat Canada 5-3. So it was. so Canada had only won one game and, t- and drew one game so they weren't doing very well and um th- they were actually booed off the ice um <laughs> Team Canada by by the Canadians and I'm going to play you an audio clip so this is a this is an interview with Phil esposito who's an NHL hockey pro who was on Team Canada and he's being interviewed on the ice while people are booing at them and the rest this is in are, Vancouver this is in Vancouver in the Coliseum yeah I'm going to play this to you it's from a documentary so there's music and voiceover and also film Phil's voice comes into
2: as a team of outcasts
0: head to their dressing room. One player remains on the ice. Phil Esposito is given the microphone to address a wounded nation.
2: For the people across Canada, we tried. We did our best. And uh, for the people that boo us, jeez, I'm really, I, all of us guys are really disheartened and we're disillusioned and we're disappointed in some of the people. We cannot believe the bad press we've got, uh, the, the booing we've gotten in our own buildings. And if, if, if the Russians boo their, their players, if the fans, if Russians boo their players like some of the Canadian fans, I'm not saying all of them, some of them booed us then i'll come back and i'll apologize to each one of the canadians but i don't think they will i'm really really i'm really disappointed i am completely disappointed i cannot believe it some of our guys are really really down in the dumps we know we're trying what the hell i mean we're we're doing the best we can and uh... they got a good team and let's face facts but uh... It doesn't mean that we're not giving it our hundred and fifty percent because we certainly are i think uh... phil the disappointment is a natural thing because it the whole thing was an unexpected thing they you know we all live with the national hockey league we have all been so well, proud over the years of how great they are it's uh, unexpected because of the press said that we are so good not one of well, us said, yeah, said no, we good no 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 this is the thing this is the thing that i'm on behalf of the fans i must say that uh that uh, probably since everything is is relative we know how good you people are. The people didn't realize how good the Soviet team was, and now we found out how good they are. I think we can appreciate how good is both teams are. But I'll tell you, we we love, I mean, every one of us guys, 35 guys that came out and played for Team Canada, we did it because we love our country, and not for any other reason, no other reason. They can throw the money uh, for the pension fund out the window. They can throw anything they want out the window. We came because we love Canada. And even though we play in the United States and we earn money in the United States, Canada is still our home, and that's the only reason we come. And I don't think it's fair that we should be booed. As I was doing that, people were yelling and screaming at, at us, calling me names. Communism is better, don't you admit it now, and all this other stuff. This is Vancouver. And guys out of the stands were yelling that communism is best and it's supreme. That's when I really realized, man, we are in a war here.
1: This is no game. This is war.
0: It's pretty, se- pretty it serious.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that, that's like, uh, you get, like, I wanted to play that clip because I thought it was like it's a lot of emotion going on, a lot of drama.
0: So, okay, it was yes, I can understand why he wouldn't like his own country booing them that makes a lot of sense the funny thing to me is the
1: music they put in the background of this documentary oh, yeah, it just like, made
0: it sound like it was like a world war Two, like
1: biop of but that's, that's what you do in a documentary and... you put music underneath to tell people how they need to feel
0: <laughs> right of course otherwise how would they know exactly yeah, <laughs> how would you know how to experience
1: emotions without a bed of music <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i think i think that i love that clip because he's he's obviously uh, impassioned and for people to be shouting communism is better based on a hockey match kind of gives you an, an insight into the, the emotion of the time and, and how important this game was to, to everyone involved. Yeah. No. Don't you get fair. that from that Jesse? Don't you? <laughs> well, the music told me so yes. Yeah, the music, didn't the music yeah. tell you that Jesse? <laughs> so, so after the fourth game, there was a two week break and then Canada had to go to Russia, to the Soviet Union, to Moscow to play the last four games and try and recover to win the, the series so they weren't even on home t- turf anymore they had to go and win in russia to to, to claim uh, to win this uh, this summit all right so i mean that's a hell of a challenge to not win so, at home it's hard yeah so uh the the Russians were
0: doing pretty well
1: they they were going home (laughs) and they were already in the lead (laughs) yeah so they took the the Canadians took a few days off two days off they traveled to Sweden and they played a few exhibition games in Sweden and then they arrived in Moscow um they also brought 3,000 Canadian fans with them holy shit uh, to, to come and watch the games just to have a little bit of bit of support um and uh some of the team, uh, Vic Hadfield, Rick Martin, and Jocelyn Giravant left the team and went home because they felt they hadn't had much playing time and they were a little bit worried about taking part. Um, and Team Canada basically found out that the Soviet ice rinks and hockey um, uh, kind of rinks were very different. So the ice was wider. Um, and they had fish nets draped around the edges of the rink above the boards, uh, and because the net because it was strung up tight, you could actually hit the puck to bounce off the nets and catapult it back off the off the nets onto, onto the ice, which is something you've never done before. So that was considered fine. What about checking though? Checking an opponent into the into the boards is like well, there were the- boards and then there were nets above, so people were able to like ricochet off the nets. So basically oh, there were, were still boards. Okay, well, so yeah, it wasn't yeah, just a giant nets. <laughs> yeah, so basically they just found out that um, they were fishing nets as well. So they'd found out that the, the, the stadiums they were playing in were going to be different. So um, the first game, game five, uh, was held on September the 2nd uh, and the Communist Party General Secretary, the Lord of Communism, Leonid <laughs> Brezhnev, uh, was there. Um, <laughs> uh, so basically all, there was a large contingent of uh, military people in dress uniform um and the ussr won again 5-4 wow Uh, but despite the loss obviously this is in a film this would be the third act crisis right of course Um, all is lost so despite that the fans in the arena sang oh canada as the team left the ice um and cheering wasn't a thing in the Soviet Union. People didn't cheer in ice hockey. Um, and the Soviet yeah. newspaper Pravda um, wrote that the, the roof of the arena had stood the loudness of the cheering and it remained in place. They were so kind of stirred and it became a moment of people singing O Canada. So, that so the of- Russians
0: were singing O Canada to the no, losing the Can- team? the
1: Canadian fans were singing O Canada, but they sang it so loudly that in a Soviet newspaper, they wrote about the fact that it'd had been uh, created a lot of noise and the roof had managed to stay on. <laughs> so and that did something that moment yeah um so canada won 3-2 the next game um and they found out that the uh, uh they, they basically they complained then that the, the despite winning the german referees had been uh they they'd made some controversial The what decisions. referees the german referees okay uh, officiating the game and they complained that they'd uh they'd not followed the rules and, and been a bit biased so um kind of like the american referees for the canadian games well, and and the, so the, the the referees are called Joseph Kompala and Franz Bader, um, and the Canadians gave the referees the nickname Bader and Worse for the uh, <laughs> for this, I thought was quite funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, so then they were swapped with a Czech and a Swede uh, referee uh, instead to to, Sounds to kind like of, the
0: start of a joke.
1: It does, yes. yeah. So so heading into the. Uh, uh, Eighth, oh, so sorry. So Team Canada won Game Seven again by four three. So the there were three wins on both sides and one draw. So this eighth game, whoever oh, wow. won the eighth game would basically win the series. Oh my god! So, so this is this is where you want that rousing music again to, right. to let you know how to feel. Right. What what would that sound like? <laughs> da-da, 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 that's, that's just that's Terminator Two. two. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Terminator Two. Imagine that. <laughs> imagine Terminator 2 I can't believe I got that from your wonderful (laughs) singing so um, in Canada uh, much of the country was enjoying an an unofficial half day holiday students in Toronto were sent home early and a lot of people were sent home from work and the game began 1pm eastern time wow Um, wow in Montreal central station 5,000 fans gathered around 10 TV sets to watch the game this was the (laughs) 70s so TVs weren't very big (laughs) <laughs> um, and it was it was cast uh, uh symbol it was simulcast in english on cbc and ctv and in french on radio canada um and it was the most watched sporting event in the history of canadian television which was uh, trumped by the 2010 winter olympics finally so wow. he held the record for like 40 years nearly that's amazing and and the game almost tied 5-5 and wow. if they had tied the soviets would have won because uh, of the goal differential they'd scored more points so they had canada had to win and win convincingly Oh because of the what sorry because they basically scored more goals so they had more how, points. So, well, if they so, had
0: if they scored more goals how was it tied no it
1: over the whole oh, over the rest of the games so, oh, over all the games okay sport I is hard <laughs> um, so um, Basically in the last minute, there was a, uh, with only 34 seconds to play the, um, the, the, go- the final goal was scored. The scene was captured by Frank Lennon, the cameraman, and the image has become really iconic. Um, so, Team Canada won in like in the most in the last that the last thirty four seconds bas- basically dictated the end of that whole drama. They left it right to the end to the end moment. Uh, <laughs> to, to, so, so Team Canada arrived back in Canada on October the first, and the team was mobbed by an estimated crowd of ten thousand people at Montreal's Dorval oh, Airport, <laughs> and they were met by uh, Pierre Trudeau uh, of fuddle duddle fame, yes, and also city Mont- the city of Montreal mayor mm-hmm. Jean. Uh, Gene Draper, who we featured in the episode about the Olympic Stadium.
0: Oh, It's a good okay. thing that they won because it sounds like they wouldn't be allowed back in the country otherwise. <laughs> but
1: also the um, the Soviets earned the respect of so many people and what happened was then a lot of soviet players then started playing for the nhl because of this given them a demonstration of the, wow. the level they could play at yeah uh, it was a hell of an addition <laughs> yeah 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 they were basically so impressed by the by the the training methods uh, and the the kind of conditioning and how how hard they pushed themselves to learn new sports they said that um it was frank uh Malovich basically said, if he gave the Russians a football, they'd win the Super Bowl in two years. So basically, saying they could take any sport, but they'd train so hard they'd be really good at it. Um, and then the the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, the the coach there, Fred Shiro, um, basically started copying the Soviet style of training and applying it to the NHL. And but just basically like. Boxing lessons? No, well, he just, he kind of studied how they were training. And by teaching the, the Philadelphia Flyers those training techniques, they won two Stanley Cup championships in 74 and 75. By basically going, well, let's just train like they do. And it worked. How do they train? Um, I don't know. I'll have to, we'll have to that's a, you can go and find out for yourself, Jesse. <laughs> I don't do that. That's what I got you for. <laughs> and it's <laughs> also seen as, one of Canada's biggest and most important cultural wins in the Cold War, uh, to prove to Canada that they were still the number one hockey country in the world, um, and they, st- you know, they had to dig really deep. I mean, and barely. Deal. It was really close, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, what a story!
0: It was, that's actually really. I don't amazing, know why yeah. they haven't
1: made a film with Ryan Reynolds and uh, other Canadians, Seth Rogen, all those people. They could and be Mike Myers, really, Mike Myers, Seth Myers. Rogen, and and Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, kind for of yeah. real. Ensemble of cast of Canadian stars playing that team. and I'd, um, I'd watch the
0: hell out of that movie, just saying. It would be, it would be a good movie. I'm just saying,
1: if you're from Hollywood right. and you've got some money. Rick Moranis. Rick, Rick Moranis, yeah. yeah, um, is okay. good. <laughs> exactly. Other Canadian other actor Canadian idols, actor. yeah. I'm just saying, it would be a great film. I'd watch that It would be a good film. Let's make that film, but let's do it in stop-motion animation
0: yeah that's like, like that's a lot Grumman. easier honestly To stop Wallace and, and Gromit me meets Rocky, Rocky. <laughs>
1: uh cool so did you enjoy that story
0: I did and I don't enjoy politics nor sports so this is uh this is quite yes. a win for you Reese. I gotta say
1: very big win I'm yeah. very proud of myself <laughs> right now <laughs> so I made you like two things you don't like now Jesse next is brussels sprouts and uh scallops <laughs> oh god i don't know if i can find a good story about that but i could just force feed you, till you no please to
0: no i'm i'm good thank you I'm nice, so, <laughs> uh,
1: so uh call to action is um I don't know. Um, go to the Instagram page. Keep going to the Instagram page. We're it's doing the Instagram page again? Yeah, I'm going to... Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm we're, gonna, do we're, I, we're doing the Instagram to
0: death, unless, yeah, unless we're going to describe you, no, no. some new posts for our listeners. No, no, no. That seems to do, work last time. If you if you
1: follow us on Instagram, we do random live streams. We don't oh, tell yeah, you
0: they're happening. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do, so too.
1: Basically, I, don't want, I want you to feel so uh, worried that you're going to miss out on our impromptu live streams that you can't <laughs> sleep or eat.
0: What so, happens is Reese Riesel text uh, texts me, like, hey, we're gonna let's do a, a quick live stream. And then he'll go up and I'm like, oh God, okay, I'm I'm just in my boxers. So I have to get dressed quickly in 60 seconds. And then he goes live and I'm invited, and then I'm just starting to talk. And he's like, okay, that's it. Thanks. Bye-bye. It has been 60 seconds and we're out. And he yeah. thinks this is hilarious for some reason. It's really well, funny because <laughs> people are not-
1: scrambling to say hi <laughs> as soon quickly as possible. As soon as people start having a meaningful conversation, we leave. <laughs> We're just trying to do our own thing. We're just trying to cut our own path in the world of live streaming. So you won't get a three-hour live stream of us. You, all you get is uh, 60 seconds and then we're gone. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Well, have have a, have a good week, everyone, and uh, we'll see you very soon.
0: Thanks so much for uh, sticking us in your ear holes just the way you like it. I'll snug up in there. Bye. And, uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> so fun. Bye. Bye.